This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. As a guy who learned the hard way how important proper nutrition is on your health and the great harm excess weight can have on your health, I urge you to get serious about your health with SimpleToLose.com. Diets don't work, and you're really only going to be successful losing weight when you learn how to eat differently. And that is why the free health coaches at SimpleToLose are so helpful. They teach you how to eat six meals a day and why it works. Many people on my team are working with Simple to Lose and their health coaches. As a team, we've lost over 850 pounds. Mary has lost over 85 pounds and wants to live a long life to keep her family strong. Brad's lost 40 pounds, finally feels like he did when he was in his 30s. Chris, whose father died young due to obesity, has lost 100 pounds and is off most of his medications. Change your life, get healthy, and thrive today. Go to Simple SimpleToLose.com today, not tomorrow. Go today. SimpleToLose.com. Results do vary. Typical weight loss is 2 to 5 pounds per week for the first two weeks, then 1 to 2 pounds per week thereafter. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Welcome to the Blaze Radio Network and the Jeff Fisher Show. I am Jeff Fisher. So nice to have you here. Okay. Wow. Bruce Jenner, the interview on ABC with Diane Sawyer last night. Diane, great show. Uh, there were some ep- parts of it, part of the episodes that I was happy to see happen because it kind of flabbergasted you, Diane. We'll get to that. Bruce almost, and he probably did say something last night that probably hurt him as far as people uh, being for him. Uh, in his struggle to become a woman. Um, I have always, uh, up front, always uh, loved Bruce Jenner. I mean, in 1976, he was the man. And I say that, he was the man. Uh, gold medal, decathlon in Montreal. I mean, he, he was he was it. Um, he talked. Uh, he talked about that. Uh, he it was a wide ranging interview. Um, ABC has put up a page that says the you know the twelve biggest takeaways, uh, the twelve biggest moments from Bruce Jenner the interview, and they believe that it's you know number one I'm a woman. Number two, Bruce Jenner uh, says it's not a publicity stunt uh, for the show. Bruce Jenner remembers the first time he wore a dress. Uh, who was the first person Jenner told, which, uh, by the way, when he first wore a dress, was uh, he was a little boy, about eight or nine. Uh, first person he told uh, was his first wife. Now, all his wives knew. Fascinating. Uh, number five from ABC, I'm not gay. We'll get into that. Uh, he claimed, and, uh, he uh, first started taking uh, female hormones in the 80s, uh, if you remember... Uh, and when they show the photos, you realize, oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, and then he talked about, uh, 
during the Kardashian uh, uh, TV series. I mean, he was during it all. He was thinking that, uh, hey, you know, I have the show. I have the story. Uh, ABC says Bruce Jenner was terrified to tell his kids. Uh, Brandon Jenner uh, said he was more proud of his father, uh, more proud than ever of his father. Uh, Bruce said Kim Kardashian caught me in a, a one time in a dress. I thought it was his other daughter actually in the interview, but if they say it was Kim, that's fine. He talked about <laughs> he talked about his daughters uh, thinking that uh, one was stealing dresses from the other. And Bruce had dressed up one night as a female and went in to look at himself in the only full-length mirror in the house, which was his daughter's bedroom. And the laptop was set to the security mode, so when it was motion, it would kick on because the daughter wanted to catch the other daughter stealing her dresses. And instead, she caught Dad uh, dressing in, a, you know, dressing up. Uh, he talked about uh, uh, Kim and uh, Kanye. And uh, how Kanye turned Kim around uh, and made her uh, at ease with it. And then his plans on becoming what uh, you know he called her. Uh, he doesn't have a name. I mean, maybe he does have a name. He wouldn't say it. Uh, he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to say it at all. Um, I was fascinated by I, I this. I mean, I met Bruce. I forget what year it would. It would have had to have been in the 90s because I was working at a sports station, uh, 910 WFNS, and it was the Olympics. So whenever the one of the Olympics was in the 90s, um, 94 maybe, that'd be about right. Uh, you know, he was doing the rounds for the Olympics, and uh, you know, I'm Adam. He came in, and we get, you know, the usual glad hand, quick interview on the air, and then uh, you know I still have the Olympic coins that he was giving away at the time. But I've always loved him; he was great. And I, you know what? After this, uh, well, we'll get to that. That was the takeaways from ABC. There, tw- I took the notes watching this thing last night. Was cause I was fascinated. I mean, I, I don't think that. I certainly, I certainly don't like Bruce any less. I, mean, I, I, I still like him. Still a good guy, good girl, whatever. Um, he talked about his struggles uh, to get to the Olympics, which is fascinating. Um, and he talked about earlier this week on Glenn's show, uh, we talked about the little boy who was, uh, they're calling transgender at five, and said that he knew it too, and he was saying, you know, his mom then let him, his let their folks, his folks, her folks, uh, you know, born as a little girl, uh, Mia, is now uh, Jacob uh, at five, and they said, you know, that uh, they they did this at four for this little boy, and Bruce said that he knew as you know, and he put his hand down as a little kid. I mean, a little kid. So when you think when we talked about this story the Jacob the Jacob story we thought oh my gosh he's 4 or 5 how does he know and then to listen to Bruce and to listen to a couple other clips that ABC played during the interview uh you know you know the problem i had with the Jacob story is that he talked 
with his parents about God. And the mom talked about uh, how he would say, uh, why did God make me this way? Why did God make me wrong? And she was you know, saying that she didn't have an answer for that. Bruce was great at it because the answer is God, you know, right. I mean, God doesn't make you wrong. I mean, it's just what you believe. If you believe in God, God doesn't make you wrong. Bruce, his explanation for that was, I thought, was, I thought, really good. Um, He said that... uh, He tried to explain it uh, because I've had all my kids in the chair and I've tried to explain it this way. And Bruce's explanation was God's looking down, making little Bruce. And he says, okay, what are we going to do with this one? We'll make him a smart kid, very determined. And then when he's just finishing, he says, wait a second. Um, (laughs) uh, Let's give him the soul of a female. And see how he deals with that. He can't be perfect. And there you have it. So in his explanation, God didn't make him wrong. That's the way God made him. To make him stronger. And to let him have struggles. And he said he struggled with it forever. And in fact, he talked about um, where that was the drive that led him to the Olympics. Um, he was. He ended up earlier before before the seventy six Olympics. He ended up like twelfth or something. He was way down the list, and he was so mad that, and he had such a struggle within himself, um, that he was able to work for two years, two or three years, and not think about the struggle going on inside himself. He just became this person striving for the Olympics. And he was married at the time, working with his first wife. Um, and in fact, they showed footage. I, mean, I remember, you remember if you were around at the time in the 70s, you saw the shows and, you know, the build-up to the Olympics and Bruce Jenner. And and uh, it, was, it was fascinating. But more fascinating after because then he's struggling with himself even more. But the notes, I mean, we can go through... <laughs> I know, I know, I got it. There's a lot. Of, I got a lot of response from uh, people on Twitter and Facebook when I posted. You know, Wow just got done watching it, and there were there were some you know not very nice comments. Okay, from you haters out there, not very nice. You're supposed to you're supposed to love, aren't you? But I've seen it up close. In my own life, I know someone that uh, is transgendered and went through this, and I know them from before, and I know them after. And their lives, and especially this person's life, is, oh my gosh, a million times better, happier, uh no more drugs, no more fu- no more struggling, no more crime. It's it's a it was amazing. It was an amazing turnaround. And 
it's funny when I first met this person, I knew that I knew that that uh, there was a couple of opportunities that I had to um, uh, fire this person, and I I couldn't bring myself to ever do it. I always let that person hang on and have a job and work because I knew something inside wasn't right. And then when the operations and the drugs and the work came and the struggle for a long time, it's a really expensive process and a long process, uh, this person went from a woman to a man. And the process is unbelievable. Uh, this person is actually gone through all the surgeries and is 100% male now. Um, wow. It was phew, unbelievable. And being the jerk that I am, I still sometimes <laughs> I still sometimes use uh, she instead of he and or her instead of him. Uh, when I'm talking and I don't do it on purpose, I just, it's embedded in my head and that, (laughs) that makes him really mad at me. (laughs) So I apologize. Okay. I'm sorry. It's just embedded in my brain and I can't stop myself sometimes. And he knows that he knows I love him. I'm sorry, because it's just there. And that's what's going to happen to Bruce. Oh, my gosh. These notes are, I I can't get enough of this story, because it's Bruce Jenner. Now, there's questions that come up uh, in Bruce where, you know, he talks about uh, his sexuality, his desires, uh, his struggles. And we'll get to those. We'll get to those. Um, My favorite part of the entire interview, and I, I the only thing that's not favorite about it is that, of course, Diane Sawyer brings the President Barack Obama in on it. But Bruce shuts it down, which was beautiful, beautiful. And uh, so I'm going to apologize for uh, you having to hear a little clip of Barack Obama on this broadcast this morning or whenever you're listening to it which you downloaded it on the podcast at theblaze.com slash radio. Uh, However, you have to hear this clip because if you read the transcript, it reads pretty dry. It makes Diane, you know, seem like, okay, she was just asking a question, but she was like, if you just listen to this clip and you, you can hear Diane, you're a, you're not a, go ahead. People who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. Did you cheer the president? First president ever to say the word transgender. He actually was the first one to say the actual word transgender. I will certainly give him credit for that. But not to get political, I've just never been a big fan of um, kind of more on the conservative side. Are you a Republican? (gasps) Are you a Republican? Yeah. Is that a bad thing? I believe in the Constitution. (laughs) Do you think that it will be maybe unsettling? Thing for some people Why, in the conservative Diane? wing of the Republican Party? I've thought about that. But generance is neither political party has a monopoly oh on gosh. understanding. Are you going to yeah, go right. to Mitch McConnell and John Boehner this is where and ask have said, them to help uh, champion this cause? No, I don't like them cause. either. They're I would, not, I would do that in a heartbeat. Why not? 
That's where he should have said, which, <gasps> are you a Republican? Well, that's what Bruce should have said, <gasps> uh, no, Diane, I'm a conservative. But I'll give up. I'm okay with, uh, yeah. Is that a bad thing? This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. The Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Welcome to it. I knew it that Bruce, when he, oh, are you a Republican? Uh, of, I knew it. Bruce Jenner, the interview on ABC last night with Diane Sawyer. Uh, so I, I go to the blaze and I look, Bruce Jenner blasted online Friday evening. Of course. I just tweeted it at Jeffy MRA. Of course. Uh, ew, Bruce Jenner is so gross. He's a freaking Republican. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, oh, Bruce Jenner, I can't believe you'd admit to that way of life. That's disgusting. I mean, Republican? But not Bruce to get Jenner. political, I've just never been a big fan of, I'm kind of more on the conservative side. Are you a Republican? <gasps> yeah. Is that a bad thing? Bruce Jenner identifies as a Republican. Barf. Bruce Jenner comes out as a Republican. Now that's offensive. This country is going to hell in a handbasket. Is it? And I see here on the blaze that they have these Twitter uh, handles uh, blocked out. Why? Why do we have these Twitter handles blocked out on the blaze? Screw that. We should know who these people are. They 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 put it out there on Twitter. It's public knowledge. I want to know who they are. Blaze, that's wrong. Whoever did this, I want, who did this story? Oliver Darcy. What? No. We should have those names out there. By gosh, they, they're good enough. Oh, we're diverse, all right. We're diverse and believe everything. Everybody should be all, all accepting of everything, unless you don't believe exactly like we believe. That's crap. We should know exactly who these people are. They want to know exactly who we are? Fine. If we, if we had come out and said something like, oh, Bruce Jenner, a woman, we hate him, it'd be all over the place. 
But when we can't know who they are, no. We should know. Please, Blaze, make us know who they are. I got now, now I'm sounding angry, and I don't want to sound angry because I've got notes here that I took during the Bruce Jenner, the interview show last night on ABC. I am and was fascinated. I love Bruce, and I can't believe the struggles that he's gone through. And that's what made him. And some of the news that came out in the interview was uh, uh, absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, first of all, the one that uh, we should all, we should know that there's something wrong in the water. First of all, it might not be Bruce's fault. It might be, it might be something in the water. Because the first thing that stood out uh, during the Bruce Jenner interview, to me, was where he was from, where he was born, where he first started with the struggles that made him Bruce Jenner. Where, you say, could that have been? Well, home to Bruce Jenner is Terrytown. Sleepy Hollow, New York. And you say, but Jeff, why is that so strange? <laughs> Who else is from Terrytown slash Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow? Stu Bergeer. <laughs> yeah. Home of Stu Bergeer, Terrytown, Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll have more of this. I, I can't let this go. And I mean it, Blaze. I want to know who these Twitter handle people are. That's, that's, we should know. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Welcome to it. Last night, Bruce Jenner, the interview on ABC, said this is the last interview he will do as Bruce. He refers to his true identity as her. When talking about his struggles, it is sad and you think about the people who are struggling when you look in the mirror and they discuss this a little bit um on the broadcast last night uh and and bruce talked about it um when people look in the mirror most people um they see themselves right think about it you look in the mirror um, and you see you the person that you have been forever You've changed, thin or fatter, older, wiser, whatever, meaner, nicer, but it's you. Um, and people in his predicament sees a lie. Uh, not really, not really. He's walking through life as, as a lie, as uh, people are seeing. Well, in particular, Bruce, as Bruce Jenner, uh, the man. And he always felt like a woman. Um, he talked about being a little kid and walking out of the neighborhood with his, with his sister's dress and putting a scarf over his head because he had really short hair and walking around uh, as a little kid 
oh my gosh. And he talked about how it uh, it brought him the struggle of that brought him to uh, do the extra work that it took for him to be uh, the Olympic athlete, the gold medal decathlon winner. He always played sports. He talked to him. He was the top guy in high school, you know, the top athlete. And that's why, you know, he talked about that's why, because he didn't have to think about the struggles he was going through as feeling like a woman or a girl at that time. Uh, He could just do sports and not have to think about it. So after the Olympics, it was even a bigger struggle for him because it was over. And uh, he went through, and then it was thrust into the limelight as a superstar. Uh, two of his wives, uh, well, I think all three actually, three or four, they they drove him to success. Um, you know, he was struggling, and then they turned. Uh, he was str- after the after the Olympic push. You know, the Wheaties boxes, the super the Superman Olympic push, and then he was struggling because he uh, didn't know who he was. He was still struggling with I wanted to be a woman, uh, and then uh, he started doing all the infomercials. And became the uh, the uh, motivational speaker. He talked about the struggles that he had doing that. And but he was a star again. He was thrust back into the limelight with his kids and his family and, and, and his wife. And uh, you know that's how he had to make a living. Um, and how when he went out to speak uh, and talk to people about success. Um, it, how it was a lie and how he felt the whole time that it was a lie and that he would he would leave those events and dress up as a woman and go out. My gosh. <laughs> Think of that. Think of that. Were you one of the people that said, man, that girl looks like Bruce Jenner? <laughs> Possible. Possible. But he said you would never know. Uh huh. But I mean, I'll, I'll go through. This is this is my notes during Bruce Jenner the interview last night, start to finish. The God explanation, fantastic. I thought. Look at the Olympic picks and sees her, him, me. When he, when she Diane showed him the picture, he said I see her, and then I no, it's him, it's me me uh, of course we already talked about him growing up in Terrytown slash sleepy hollow home of Stu Brigier as well uh, talked about being a little kid slipping out in a dress uh, how lonely he was um, they discussed on the show cross-dressing is uh, does not mean all transgendered cross-dressers are different than transgender uh, sexual desire has always been with a woman, said Bruce. Um, he considers himself a heterosexual, although later in the interview uh, he said he didn't think about it much and then he just said, well, let's just go with asexual because he talked about being 65 and uh, he's not out looking to party and find uh, find love uh, all the time. Although, you know, he didn't sound opposed to it. He just, not what he's thinking about now. So he talked about sexual desire, whom you go to bed with, sexual identity is who you go to bed as, 
uh, talked about in the 80s, the hormone surgeries and the electrolysis, how, and how he was on it. And he, and he talked about how all his wives knew and then uh, lost his nerve. So he did it for about five years and uh, just kind of uh, became, you know, he was still Bruce Jenner to the outer world. And he had the family and the kids, so and he didn't want to hurt them, so he stopped the hormones. And then we kind of moved into the Kardashian years. Um, they were, you know, little kids when they first, uh, you know, when they first got together. And he had a couple of kids with Chris. He really loved Chris. I mean, he, obviously, you love all your wives, but you can quote me on that too. You you do love all your wives. Uh, but he really, I think he still loves Chris. He said that uh, if Chris was had been good with all of this, of, and I'm pretty sure he was referring to coming out and just leaving the Bruce Jenner behind, um, they'd probably still be together. So, I mean, they he still loves her. She, on the other hand, you know, I don't know that. She may just because of the way she acts. Because they commented, uh, they took comments from the wives uh, last night, and they were all sent their supportive statements. And Chris was like, "Hey, no comment, eh, no comment." So, you know, she's still mad. But the Kardashian years. Think of this: four hundred and twenty-five shows is what he said. I don't know that that to be exact, but probably pretty close. Eight years, about eight years, 425 episodes of the Kardashians. Amazing. Which got him back uh, on some footing uh, financially. Um, because, you know, obviously this is, you know, not cheap. Uh, the hormones and the surgeries. Um, when asked about uh, what uh, the, the fakeness of dressing like a woman, he said, I'm not dressing up like a woman. I spent years dressing up as a man. Um, the children, they were all really trying. One said, "One said, oh, wow, uh, it all makes sense now. And one son uh, talked about uh, how he ran out of class as a, uh, in a teenager. They were talking about sexuality or something in the class, and he ran out of the class scared at the time because he was thinking that he was going to lose his dad to a woman, to becoming a woman. So they knew. I mean, obviously, you you know, he wasn't hiding it to the family, at least as well as he thought he was to the kids. Uh, this is a fascinating uh, per- percentage they showed on the show last night. 87% know someone who is gay. 87% of the people know someone who is gay. 8%, 8% know someone who is transgender. That's a small amount. Uh, they also showed the first uh, the first known uh, big transgender uh, that Christine Jorgensen, who I I guess I knew, but I, I don't didn't remember uh, the World War II, uh, went away as a soldier, got the surgery in Sweden, and came back to America as a woman. Fascinating. I'm, I, I will read more about that story. And then that was the time when <gasps> are you a Republican? And. I, I knew at the time he may have lost support from uh, those. And sure enough, the Blaze story that we talked about earlier with uh, the people on social media bashing him. And uh, please, I hope that I, I, today I'm going to do some research. We're going to find out who these Twitter people are. That we should be able to react to them. 
just like they react to us. We need to know who they are. You can, you know, they're brave enough to say it in public on social media. They can be brave enough to take whatever heat they get, let alone the heat that we would get if we started spewing hate online. Um, he said uh, one of the things that he wanted, I just want to blend in. Uh-huh. Okay, Bruce Jenner. I get that. I mean, I know that's that's a that's a that's a nice, famous person's line. Oh, I just want to blend in. I don't like to be. I don't like the fame. Ah, uh, okay, Bruce Jenner, got it. So, I mean, he does more good for the cause and for the struggle, not blending in, and always has. So that ain't happening. That's a that's a pipe dream that's just been said over the years by people who are famous. And if he just wanted to blend in, you wouldn't be seeing him on TV. Okay, you wouldn't have TMZ following him around. Sorry, I don't buy it. But it's okay because that's just a, that's just a, a throwaway line that a lot of famous people use. I just want to blend in. Okay. Uh, sexual reassignment surgery down the line. So he still uh, is half a man, whole man, because with the hormone therapy, you know, you 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 do get breasts, and he's had. And they, he talked about getting the Adam's apple scraped, and he's got uh, you know he's got the long hair and the looks, the hormones, and uh, he's done a lot of plastic surgery. Uh, so, but he still has the uh, the man unit. Um, you know, what's left of it after hormone surgery, I don't know. But he's still a man. He's still, I mean, he still prefers women uh, f- to uh, for any sexual relationship that he may or may not have. Uh, he wanted to say, he wanted to be saying goodbye to people's perception of me. Wanted people to say goodbye to their perception of me. Wanted people to have an open mind and an open heart. And Diane said that Bruce believes everyone uh, should have a one-sentence mission statement. He said that in one of his books that he wrote. I'm sure he probably wrote the book back when he was, you know, in motivational speaker world, uh, when he could, you know, sell some books and make some money on uh, being being uh, a success. But uh, when asked if he had one, he said uh, to provide understanding and tolerance towards people that's his uh one sentence mission statement to provide understanding and tolerance towards people bruce jenner the interview last night it does bring up a couple of questions a couple of minor questions but overall it just brings up one question (gasps) are you a republican here we go this is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Welcome to it. Thanks so much for being here today. I appreciate it. 
Uh, Michael Pelka and Puro Pelka coming up immediately after this broadcast uh, on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, if you listen, I'm not sure. I didn't check uh, the uh, giveaway list. I don't know if we're what Mike is giving away for you to uh, listen today. You might have an opportunity to uh, win, I don't know, the Puro Pelka hubcaps. And you can see the stunt brain hubcaps circling on your car tomorrow. Boy, wouldn't that be exciting. Okay, Bruce Jenner, the interview. I know I spent uh, way too much time on it, but it just fascinates me. And the whole thing, I still love Bruce. Always a fan. Always. Always a fan. And it makes me more of a fan now that I know how much you were struggling during the whole thing. When they talked to the Russian guy that he beat in 76, who was, I guess, the favored guy to win the decathlon, um, he uh, his the last thing from Diane Sawyer was they talked to him and he said, oh, I still, well, I can't believe I lost to a woman. Well, no, you didn't lose to a woman uh, there, Mr. Russian. Uh, you lost to Bruce Jenner, who was a male who believed he was a woman, who looked at himself as a woman. But he was still a male, and he still kicked your ass. Okay, Mr. Russian? And another favorite part was where Bruce talked about how when he met, uh, what, what I can't remember the Dingleberry's name from Russia. Anyway, he met him, and he uh, said that uh, I met him a couple years ago, and he was so overweight and looked so old, and I thought, I won that battle too. <laughs> All right, so much more to get to. Man, I got a lot of good stuff. Another hour of the Jeff Fisher broadcast right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Um, we've got uh, we've got hookers. We've got uh, people eating fast food for money. And we've got some sad news that happened in uh, India as well. Um, all on the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to participate, 888-900-3393 is the phone number to join the broadcast if you wish. If not, sit back, relax, take another sip of your coffee. I'll still be here for you. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Howdy. How you feeling today? good feeling old well think about this raquel welch is 74 years old harrison ford 72 martin sheen 74 diana ross 70 jane fonda 77 joy behar although we don't really care, 72. 
Blythe Danner, 72. Barbara Streisand, 72. Martha Stewart, 73. Julio Iglesias, 71. Gladys Knight, 70. Pip's got to be around there somewhere. Judy Dench, 79 years old. Tina, I should say just 79 years of age. Tina Turner, 75. Anne Margaret, 73. Patrick Stewart, 74. How you feeling? Good? Feeling better? Leslie Uggams, 71. Patty LaBelle, 70. Faye Dunaway, 74. Diane Carroll, 79. Catherine Deneuve, 71. Swoozy Kurtz, you'd know her if you saw her, 70. Nick Nolte, 74. Paul McCartney, 72. How you feeling? Feeling better? Thought you were feeling old today? Don't. Don't feel old. Just feel like aged wine gets better. It's kind of what you have to tell yourself. That's why I'm going to be celebrating my 100th birthday this year. And more on that later. So Hillary Rodham Clinton, running for the Democratic nominee for president in 2016... How old is she, you ask? Oh, wow. She's 67. She'll be 68 in October. 69 by November 2016. However, if you were thinking, eh, you might vote for her, but you just haven't been swayed yet, but no person or persons have endorsed her, so you haven't been swayed to vote for her yet. You think you might. You're like, hey, you know, I could vote for Hillary. I, I kind of like what I'm seeing, but I'm not sure. Well, this may change your mind. Hookers for Hillary. Hi, I'm Shelby Starr, and I have some breaking news for you today on my Naked News. Dennis Hoff and the ladies of the Bunny Ranch family have officially announced the endorsement for Hillary Clinton for President of the United States of America. Prostitutes at Dennis Hoff's world-famous Moonlight Bunny Ranch, Legal Brothel in Carson City, Nevada, are banding together to announce their support of the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign. Following Clinton's formal announcement, the sex workers launched their Hookers for Hillary initiative drafting a four-point platform to explain their endorsement. Four-point platform? Oh, my gosh. I wonder what the first one could be. Protecting health care reform. Hillary Clinton, as part of her husband's administration, envisioned health care reform. In the 1990s, long before President Obama was able to sign it into law, the Affordable Health Care Act made health insurance affordable for the first time ever to the 500 independent contractors employed by Dennis Hawk. 
With any Republican nominee likely to work for its repeal, the bunnies want to protect the quality health coverage that they now enjoy. I bet. I bet they do. Uh, hookers for Hillary. Wait, there's there was it was a four point plan, right? That was the first point. Number two. Foreign policy experience. Oh, yeah. As Secretary of State, Hillary Ooh. Clinton gained invaluable experience negotiating yes, with foreign leaders. And the bunnies can definitely relate to negotiating through a language barrier. <laughs> the Bunny Ranch entertains customers from all around the globe, and the girls have a great respect for any woman who can take powerful men from oppressive cultures and make them bend to her will. With her eye on the international landscape, uh-huh. the bunnies are confident that President Hillary Clinton would also avoid a repeat of the Secret Service's Colombian prostitution scandal oh, by know. making sure that her detail buys American. <laughs> yes, by making them bend to her will. We can understand that. But wait, wait, that was, we heard health care reform. We heard foreign policy, but there were four points. What could number three be? Support for agencies that protect the public health. Nevada's mandatory testing of legal prostitutes for sexually transmitted diseases is a successful example of effective Uh, government regulation. While Uh Republican candidates have questioned the need for agencies like Health and Human Services and the Food and Drug Administration, The bunnies applaud Hillary's recognition of the fact that responsible government oversight is a key to protecting the public's health from widespread disease. Responsible government oversight. (laughs) Uh, The hookers for Hillary killing me. Responsible government oversight. We've all seen that. Wait, that was the third point. We've had health care reform, a foreign policy experience. We've had uh, support for agencies that protect the public's health. But there was a four-point plan that Hookers for Hillary had. Prevention of a return to supply-side economics. Bill Clinton presided over the most prosperous time in Bunny Ranch history, which coincided with the tax increase on the wealthiest Americans like brothel owner Dennis Hoff. The bunnies recognized that thriving (laughs) economics are built from the bottom up, where the vast majority of their clients originate. A return to relying on the disproven theory of trickle-down economics would only serve to exclude the vast majority of hard-working bunny ranch clients from having the discretionary income to enjoy their favorite bunny. (laughs) Well, there's the four-point plan from Hookers for Hillary. Hookers for Hillary. Um, Is there... Is there more? For more information on oh, our good. official endorsement, you can follow us at bunnyranch.com or follow Dennis on Twitter at, at Dennis Hoff. Bye, everyone, and God yeah. bless America. Bye, everyone, and God bless America. Best thing she said in the whole thing. God bless America. Hookers for Hillary. So if you were, you know, if you're confused and you thought, boy, whew, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I can know to vote for Hillary or not. Um, I hope that swayed you. Because it certainly swayed me into knowing who I was going to vote for. Hookers for Hillary.
Yay. Yay. Now, if you say to yourself, who would want to become a hooker? So horrible. Well, fortune has given us the worst jobs of 2015 and the best jobs of 2015. Now, I'm looking at the 10 worst jobs of 2015, and hooker is not one of them. And the best of 2015 doesn't have hooker either. So, got to be somewhere in the middle, right? The worst jobs of 2015, take a guess. Take a guess what's number one. And then I'll start, I'll count you down, counting down from number 10. Mail carrier. Mail carrier is the number 10 of the worst of 2015. Firefighter. Really? Taxi driver. Corrections officer. The worst job of 2015. Mail carrier, firefighter, taxi driver, corrections officer. Coming in at number six. Photojournalist. Yeah. Horrible job. Number five. Broadcaster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a horrible gig. Actually. Number four is... A cook? Number three on the worst jobs of 2015, enlisted military personnel. Yeah, that should tell you something. Number two on the list of worst jobs of 2015, lumberjack. And the number one, coming in at number one on the worst jobs of 2015, did you guess it? Newspaper reporter. You did? Amazing. I didn't. I didn't guess newspaper reporter. Now the best. The best of 2015. What do you think is number one? Go ahead. I'll let you think about it a little bit because it's, you know, I kind of, you kind of can guess a couple of them probably pretty easily. Number 10. We're counting down from number 10 on the best of 2015 from Fortune. Computer Systems Analyst. Hmm? That's what I would have guessed was closer to one. Uh, Occupational Therapist. That's a pretty good gig in today's world. Software Engineer. There you go. Number eight. I would have guessed that number one probably. Dental Hygienist. Really? Dental Hygienist? Number seven is the best job in America? Okay. Data scientist. All of this. Computer systems analyst, software engineer, data scientist, biomedical engineer, statistician. Yeah, you need statisticians taking all the numbers that come in. That's probably that's probably true. Mathematician, right up there with statistician, taking all the numbers that come in because we've got so much information being gathered. That uh, you gotta have someone kick it out. Number two, audiologist. That's what I do. I'm an audiologist. No, Jeff, you're a broadcaster. That's number five on the worst job. Oh, okay. And coming in at number one, the number one job, according to Fortune, the best of 2015. Did you guess it? After you knew that computer system analyst, occupational therapist, forget that one. We'll just give you the ones that match up to number one. 
Computer systems analyst, number 10. Software engineer, number 8. Data scientist, number 6. Biomedical engineer, number 5. Statistician, mathematician, number 1. Actuary. All numbers. All numbers, baby. So according to Fortune, those are the best and worst of 2015. Wow. The best gig for 2015 would be an actuary. Someone who specializes in financial risk. Look around. We all know about financial risk. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Mike Opelka coming up right after this broadcast with Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. And then we do a little bit of Glenn Beck Rewind, let you know what happened uh, during the radio broadcast during the week. A little best of sections there. Chris Salcedo live, Mike Slater, Joe Pags all live later today on the Blaze Radio Network. And then no need to go anywhere else. My gosh, you've got the you've got Sundays with David Barton. Uh, Bill Handel, uh, Hollywood 360, Jackie D, Gun Talk, all on the Blaze Radio Network Sundays. And then we're back live on Monday with the Monday through Friday broadcast. Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. <laughs> why Why do you even go anywhere else? Don't let me catch you going anywhere else. I'll tell you that right now. Okay? Not one part of you should go anywhere else. You hear me? You listening to me? Okay. What if is the question. What if? What if? You ever asked yourself, what if? No, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what if everybody would jump? What would happen if everyone on earth stood as close to each other as they could and jumped? And everyone landing on the ground at the same time. What if this particular scenario is worked out? And let's, let's see what happens. At the start of the scenario, the entire Earth's population has been magically transported into one place. This crowd takes up the area the size of Rhode Island, but there's no reason to use the vague phrase, an area the size of Rhode Island. This is our scenario. We can be specific. They're actually in Rhode Island. Okay, so all the people have gone to Rhode Island, right? You with me? At the stroke of noon, everyone jumps. As we discussed elsewhere, it doesn't really affect the planet. Uh, Earth outweighs us by a factor of over 10 trillion. On average, we humans can vertically jump maybe half a meter on a good day. Even if the Earth were... Rigid and responded instantly, it would be pushed down by less than an atom's width. Next, everyone falls back to the ground. Technically, this delivers a lot of energy into the earth, but it's spread out over a large enough area that it doesn't do much more than leave footprints in a lot of gardens. 
slight pulse of pressure spreads through North America. Continental crust dissipates with little effect. The sound of all those feet hitting the ground creates a loud, drawn-out roar, which lasts many seconds. Eventually, the air grows quiet. Seconds pass. Everyone looks around. There's a lot of uncomfortable glances. Someone coughs. A cell phone comes out of a pocket. Within seconds, the rest of the world's five billion phones follow. All of them, even those compatible with the region's towers, are displaying some version of no single, of no signal. The cell networks have all collapsed under the unprecedented load. Outside Rhode Island, abandoned machinery begins grinding to a halt. The TF Green Airport at Warwick, Rhode Island, handles a few thousand passengers a day. Assuming they got things organized, including sending out scouting missions to retrieve fuel, they can run at 500% capacity for years without making a dent in the crowd. In addition, all the, all the nearby airports doesn't change the equ- equation much, nor does the region's light rail system. Crowds climb on board container ships in the deep water port of Providence, but stocking sufficient food and water for the long sea voyage proves a challenge. Rhode Island's half a million cars are commandeered. Moments later, I-95, I-195, I-295 become the sites of largest traffic jam in the history of the planet. Most of the cars are engulfed by the crowds, but lucky few get out and begin wandering the abandoned road network. Some make it past New York or Boston before running out of fuel. Since the electricity is probably not on at this point rather than find a working gas pump it's easier just to abandon the car and steal a new one who can stop you all the cops are in rhode island the edge of the crowd spreads toward the end of the southern massachusetts and connecticut any two people who meet are unlikely to have a language in common and almost nobody knows the area the state becomes a patchwork of chaos and coalescing and collapsing social hierarchies violence is common within weeks rhode island is a graveyard of billions The survivors spread out across the face of the world and struggled to build a new civilization atop the pristine ruins of the old. Our species staggers on, but our population has been greatly reduced. Earth's orbit is completely unaffected. It spins along exactly as it did before our species all got together and jumped at the same time. But at least now, we know. What if? Everyone got together and jumped at the same time. So much more on the Blaze Radio Network just around the corner. And another reason, another reason why you should love Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I know. I know. You thought you couldn't love her anymore? Well, you can't. This can. is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. How in the world are you? 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You don't have to answer that. I just, I was just a, you know, just a hypo, just, just, a, just a question. This is a statement more than anything. You know, like when you go through the checkout line and the girl says, hi, how are you? She doesn't want to hear how you are. He doesn't want to hear how you are. What they want is for you to say, fine, thank you, and keep going. If you feel like telling them how you are, you go right ahead. But as, you know, in my my early years in the grocery business, I didn't care less. Okay, it's just a common courtesy. How you doing? 
And you're supposed to have the common courtesy of just saying, fine, thank you, how are you? Or, fine, thank you, and stop. Because because what <laughs> you never want to have that question at the end because you might get it back. If the cashier says, hi, how you doing? And you say, fine, thank you, how are you? Oh, I've had a rough day. And then go on to the story. You don't want to hear it either. So don't ask the question at the end. Just answer, fine, thank you. And then the transaction can take place and you're good. Just move on with everybody's lives. But don't don't ask that question at the end if you're not willing to get the answer because it does happen from time to time. And at that point, you either have to listen and say, oh, yeah, boy, I can see that. Or you have to just kind of say, yeah, I know I said that, but I really don't care. And then that hurts everybody's feelings. And do you want to do that? Do you want to hurt everybody's feelings? No? Okay, good. I didn't think you did. All right, Lindsay Lowen. We've got I got all kinds of stuff to get to uh that we're gonna miss. We've we're, it's just that's just the way it is. It's just the way the broadcast is. There's just not enough time in this broadcast, only two hours to give it to you. Okay? Sorry, there's not. So you're just gonna get the best of what I think at the time. Like Lindsay Lowen. I love Lindsay Lowen. Always have. I know, I know. Don't look don't don't look at me like that. I know. I got it. It doesn't change the fact that Lindsay, you and I should party. You know, when I was back partying. Not now, of course. <laughs> but you know, long time ago when I was partying, you and I should be partying. But Lindsay, come on, baby, I love you. But maybe, you, maybe you need to go back into rehab because you're starting to do things that are, you know. I know everybody makes mistakes. I know, I know, baby. But your little Instagram post there, where you thought that, uh, you know, you're beautiful in Arabic, and you want to try to get along with everybody. Ha! <laughs> and we all want to love ISIS, and we all want to love the Middle East, and we all want to get along. Ah, so you're beautiful in Arabic, but we need to make sure that that's actually what it says. Okay, and you could work for the State Department, in fact, doing what you just did, because your little Arabic sign meant you're a donkey. Hillary Clinton is not in the State Department anymore. Although, John, what's his face? Kerry, horse face, uh, is in there, and uh, so you can still work for him. You keep posting like that. You work for the State Department. Then you and I can talk, huh? Yeah, that'll be fun. Now let's move on to Charles Schumer. We all love Charles Schumer. Charles Chuck Schumer. Uh, in the Patent Stew Douche Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Chuck. We love you for that. He was on a flight. Cell phone. Mr. 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 We all get along. It's a wonderful thing. And it's the government. And I'm Senator Schumer. Don't you know who I am? And he's on the phone, and the flight attendant says, uh, turn those cell phones off. Passengers told to turn them off. And he ignored the order, kept talking. And the flight attendant said, uh, Federal Aviation Administration rules. Uh, let's go. And Schumer asked if he could finish the call. And the attendant said, no. 
because the plane was waiting for him to finish so it could take off. All right. First, I want to stop for just a second on this. Claiming, uh, now, Schumer said, the, uh, said, hey, I can still continue my chat until the cabin door is closed, which I've, you know, they're not waiting for him to take off if the cabin door is still open. So flight attendant, uh, little Missy, uh, relax. This whole cell phone thing is really agonizing to me as well. So Chuck, kind of with you there, baby. Kind of with you there. However, those are the rules. So when they ask you to turn them off, turn them off. And if you really want to fool them, don't turn it off. Leave it on and see if they can tell because they can't. Okay? It's just for your safety, according to them. Because I was on a flight once where they said, uh, we just got a message that there's four cell phones still left on in this flight. Next, turn them off, please. And I'm like, okay. And I look to the lady sitting next to me, and we both look at each other and just shake our heads. And there's, you know, okay. You four, shut them off for sure. You're trying to fool us, but we know who you are. Yeah, uh, no, you don't. But then Chuck uh, turns to the flying mate, calls the flight attendant a bitch. Chuck, you know better. You know better. So he has apologized, and the senator was upset. And she accepted the apology. The attendant accepted the apology. And off the cuff comment under his breath. And shouldn't have made it. He regrets. He has to apologize for it. Uh huh. You know better, Chuck. And you know that you wouldn't let very many people off the hook doing something like that. But that tells you exactly who this guy is. Exactly who this guy is. Yeah. And then there's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I read the story and I thought, now there is the Arnold Schwarzenegger we love. I know. I get the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger thing and what kind of guy is he and he's horrible and he cheated on his wife and he wasn't really a Republican. He was he was a progressive and he did all this bad stuff. I got it. But you know you used to like him. You know you still kind of like him. You know you watch the movies. And you think, man, that's when Arnold was good. And you love him. And then you try to remember, well, you know, I did used to like him. But look at him now. I mean, he just, you know, he's an adulterer. He cheated on his wives. He had kids, everything. I got it. Okay. But when they asked him on the uh, Opie with Jim Norton radio show, asked him if he wished he'd been born in Austria, uh, He's born in Austria and wanted to know if they, if he was bummed, if they could change the laws so that he could become president, which he couldn't do because he was not born in this country. And Arnie said, everything that I have accomplished in my career is because of America. Every single thing, my bodybuilding career, my movie career, my political career, my family, everything the millions and millions of dollars that I have made in my life and everything, all of those opportunities are because of America. So I'm not going to complain about the only job that I can't do. 
I think much more about the great things that I could do only in America. You could have a career like that. He joked he came to America was nothing more than a shyster from Austria, but was able to go on to a legendary career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, some would say that Arnie, a number of the things that you did as part of the ruling class, uh, really, at least you helped. Your help pushing that door closed to those of us that still want to succeed in America. The things in America that you were able to do, you, you know, it's nice to say, but you kind of think to yourself, well, do I want, do I want other people to do it? But what about the stuff that you made into law? Well, that's different. That's different. But anyway, that's why we love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because of that. No question. Then I see a story about, I don't have the story in front of me because I, I couldn't find it real fast, but I just, the, these two stories go together and it drives me insane. Okay? We get one story talking about uh, Wanda Sykes, the comedian. Okay? Big story on the blaze. She talks about uh, she saw something uh, that wasn't right in her hotel room and she saw something totally creepy. I don't want people to think I'm crazy. She's on Ellen, she's a comedian. She tells Ellen, hey, I saw a ghost. I know it was a black lady ghost, probably a slave ghost. I'm pretty sure she was a slave because don't nobody want to wear stuff like that anymore, she said. And she didn't. Uh, she said she didn't feel like the ghost would hurt her. Um, she was surprised at anything else to see me inside such a nice hotel room. And she joked that I told the ghost, hey, things turned out pretty good. Yeah. And I know you're probably just blown away to see me, the black woman, in this big hotel room. But then she said, hey, uh, maybe why don't you go scare white people? That's what I would do if I were you. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's so funny. I know. I'm not offended. It's a joke. I get it. I like it. It's funny. However, turn it around. Would everybody be, <laughs> it's a joke? No. No, they wouldn't. It'd be horrific, and I'm sick of it. Sick of the double standard. And then you get the Adam Sandler story. He's making a spoof movie on cowboy and Indians. Spoof movie. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember the stupid name of the movie. But he's making a spoof movie, and the Indians that he's cast in this movie, real life Indians, are pissed. Because of the stereotypes they're having to play. That is the point of the movie. Dear Indians, if you remember back in the old cowboy and Indian days, uh, Indians weren't cast to play Indians. We had Mexicans. We had Spanish people. We had black people. We had all kinds. We had Italian people playing Indians. And they were bad. So it was a spoof on how you should act as an Indian in these old cowboy movies. So some of these Indians walked off because they didn't like the, the, what they were having to portray. Oh, my gosh. How pissed are they going to be now when the Italian guy is doing the spoof on what the Indians were played like? I can't take it. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The 
Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, we'll talk a little bit about it uh, next Saturday. But you got the Mayweather Pacquiao fight next Saturday. Oh my gosh, there's just I was just reading stories on how much money it's making, and uh, fascinating. These guys are just raking it in, and it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be interesting uh, to watch it. The pay per view. I don't know that I'm willing to spend the money on the pay per view. But, you know, I don't know. Lindsay, if you pay, if you're getting the pay-per-view, you need somebody to come by and watch it, give me a call. I'm willing to do that. Or, uh, I wonder if, I wonder if you can, uh, if anybody's going to, uh, periscope it. Oh, no, we can't do that. That would be wrong. So a periscoper could periscope the fight and charge, say, 20 bucks a head to follow them on whatever periscope name there is and then you could watch the fight for 20 bucks instead of what is it 100 bucks to watch the fight uh you could watch it for 20 on periscope just a thought that's all i'm saying just a thought for you people i'm that's why i'm I'm a thinker all right i'm trying to think of ways to help people out now some may think but jeff that's a crime yeah is it is it News uh, about the FDA warns uh, makers of diet supplements are containing speed-like ingredients. What? Say it isn't so. A diet supplement with speed-like ingredients? Uh, Dear FDA, that's why people take them. Thank you. I am looking so forward to Bluebell ice cream coming back on the shelves. Of course, they were entirely pulled. Uh, It was sad news here in Texas. I mean, they have like 52%. Of the, I didn't even get to the Bluebell ice cream story. We got to talk about that next week too, because we've got to find. I think I'm trying to make it so that uh, uh, I don't want to say that out loud. Never mind. Just know that the Bluebell Bluebell ice cream is um, something to look forward to on the Blaze Network. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to say any more. I don't want people to know what's going on behind the scenes. We are turning it into an ice cream factory. <laughs> oh, I told you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And sad news in uh, Beijing uh, as they crack down on uh, exotic dancers brought in brought into the funerals to bring people into the funerals ceremonies. They bring in strippers so more people will come to the funeral ceremonies. And Beijing is cracking down on that. Why? Why must I ask? If you're going to go to a funeral, can we have strippers? That's all I'm asking. Just that simple question. Anybody told you that you look good today? No? Well, you do. You look darn good. You look fantastic. Except you're not going to wear that this all day. This is the you? Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. 